Welcome back. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we're finally back in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the bleep. That's what I'm saying. We've got some upgrades. We've got some smooth leather sofas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing the pod in style. Yeah, big up Brenton for this. You know what I'm saying? Got some nice, some, I don't know what it's called, but it's like wool art or something. I don't know if you lot can see it, but there's a couple of quotes around and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? See there's been a huge upgrade. Huge been upgrade. Busy doing this lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Love so, to hear it. Yeah, man. So what's we saying? What's good on your side, bro? How you been? Um, <sighs> it's been a long four months, hasn't it? Right, fam, it feels long. It's been like, a long it four months. It feels long. Like when people say it's been four months, like I'm like, bro, like it's actually been four months. You know what I'm four, saying you, four months and no gym, fam. Yeah, no gym, no no Nando's, brother. No no day parties, brother. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a long four months. It's been there's a lot that's happened as well in the four yeah, months as well. 100%. I can see that Shubs has a trim. Yeah, um, <laughs> on Saturday, as soon as the lockdown was lifted for barbers, uh, I was I was first in line. Yeah, I don't know what you was doing with that twisting store. Bro, what, when, what twist? What twist? You don't want twist. Yeah, huh? when when you my hair got to a certain <laughs> level that I just had to try to see whether twist would work for me. But as you guys can see, I made the right decision. Yep. Yeah, no yeah. And that will be left in the archives. But like, obviously, some people kind of. Do you know what it is? It looks as if like lockdown's been lifted, yeah, and then life has just got back to normal. Obviously, so with with a few closures, like mm-hmm. fam on Saturday, bro, there was parties galore. Like even mm-hmm. like, at bars and stuff. Like yeah. one meter distance, forget it. Yeah. Like it was non-existent. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like right now everyone just has to be like use their own discretion and mm. just have to make sure they're protecting themselves and staying cautious because really and truly, like we all know why everything's been lifted and why yeah. the basically to help the economy get yeah, back up because right now, is, yeah, it's in tatters. So, yeah, you can't really fall victim for kind of the capitalism, yeah, like in this world going on and really be putting yourself at risk. So. Like, although you're you're seeing everyone out there, you still got to make sure. Like, I haven't like been to like the shopping centers or anything like that because to me, yeah, right. I already have September in my mind. Anyways, like mm. I'm not in no rush. And anyways, as we all shop online, we all kind of are able to do stuff online. Yeah. So I don't really see the need of going into huge public places because it's just not really worth it right now. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but have you been keeping track with like the the numbers and everything really going on? Or what do you mean? Like, As in, like, the R number. Recoveries and stuff like that, like... Yeah, not, not really, to be honest with you. Not really. Like, I've just been... I've just been reading the financial times, so just seeing the state of the economy and just keeping track on, like, um, the direction of where the housing market's going. Do you know what I'm saying? Because obviously they're saying that, well, there's signs as if a next recession is upon us. And yeah. man's been saying this for time, like... Do you know what I'm saying? A recession is going to come. Mm. And man's trying to reap the rewards of those recession, of that recession, sorry. How does one reap the rewards? Just got to get in at the right time. Do you know what I'm saying? In so, terms of property stocks, Yeah, like, or... for example, for example, like, with, with property, right? It will reach its lowest point. And it will be that it will be that point for, for a while until the market kind of becomes buoyant again. So you just have to basically just pick your timing so preparation mean opportunity literally literally 
Um, so just been doing doing that re- doing research into that. Um, but yeah, like in terms of our numbers, death rates, like I should keep track of it, but I just. It's too morbid. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's also very heavy. I want, like, in my opinion, I can't yeah. be checking to see how many people are yeah. dying and seeing. Because yeah. it's just, like, not something that you really want to put on your mental and really strain your, like, your mental health, in my opinion. Do you feel different, kind of... Like, or how, like, better question is, how do you feel, kind of, with life going back to normal? Um, I feel like it's very rushed. Mm. Um but I don't know, man. It's just been a whole, a very long process. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? So for me personally, I don't know if life can just go back to normal like that. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not planning to be in the office till like September. Mm. Um, in terms of like <laughs> just being as free as possible, I don't think personally I can do that till some time because mm. we've been so confined and restricted. Mm. And now it's like, just go back out in the open mm-hmm. and there's been like I haven't really seen any dramatic change worthy of us being going back out in the open if you mm. know what I'm saying so because mm. I was talking to some people like and some people feel like they feel anxious yeah and their thing is they can't even really identify why they feel anxious about kind of life going back to even even just going outside do you know what I mean? Like, I've known some people who literally, bro, they stayed inside for like two, three months straight. Yeah, that, that is, yeah, that is very, very damaging in my opinion. Like, I, I remember doing the times in lockdown and peak lockdown where like, I wouldn't leave my house for like a week, but like, I'll just it? be, I'll just be aggy. I'll just be annoyed. I'll just like, just be grumpy. Mm. And like, it's just so important to go out for walks and just mm-hmm. get fresh air. And like, even when you're walking, your mind's thinking and it's just kind mm-hmm. of, kind of working, but you don't really want your mind just to be idle. You're just sitting at home. You're just losing it, if you know what I mean. So it's so important. Like, staying indoors for three months is so scary. And luckily, I, I live with my family as well. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this, this whole four months has been super tough. And that's why... Everything we try, tried to put out of there was just mainly on, like, making people feel, like, feel, kind of feel good, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Let them know that you feeling upset or you being anxious is totally normal because everyone's feeling that way. And just really trying to be that helping hand and guide mm-hmm. for, for our listeners and audience yeah. during such a tough time because everyone's going through and a lot of people might feel as if, like, especially those who don't have a job as well, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people didn't really or got made redundant or didn't really get to experience furlough and anything mm-hmm. like that because of not having a job um, yeah. before the lockdown. So there's just so much that's gone on that it's just so important that doing everything we're doing just had mm-hmm. to make sure that we're letting people know that you've been upset, you've been anxious, it's totally fine. Like, don't try and have everything yeah. figured out because even companies are losing their heads right mm-hmm. now. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I was going to say that even, like, I know people who, like, had graduate schemes that lost yeah. their graduate schemes graduate mm. screens because of COVID-19 yeah. so yeah. it's quite quite sad yeah, yeah. that's I mean? the thing people, you, at, people at my work like had a new intake of grads mm. where they all got put on um like some, it's called sabbatical isn't it where you're still you're still employed by the company but you're just not getting paid so if I'm yeah. from like 
It's rough. Yeah. Like, that, I've it? heard uh, law firms are offering like five thousand, ten thousand pounds for graduates to just defer their training contracts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, so. good, I'll, I'll tell you that story. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's true. like even me, I'm I'm so lucky because they extended my contract. Oh yeah, come yeah, so doing the whole yeah. doing the whole lockdown. So I'm just super happy because, boy, like I totally understand how difficult. Well, no, I don't. I haven't experienced it, and luckily, I, I'm not because of the extension. But being being kind of unemployed at this time must be quite tough for some people. But like, luckily, some opportunities are coming out. Some people are also discovering things that they've been kind of put yeah. to the side as well. So like doing this lockdown, just always try to focus on on the positives, or else because we just kind of lose it, just thinking on all the but, bad things going on around. What what I've realized, yeah, is that. Not everyone is made for the trenches, fam. Because, like, obviously, losing your job, not working, or not having that consistent income coming in, obviously, you're forced out of your comfort zone to adapt and overcome. And the harsh reality is that not everyone has over-adapted, not adapted, sorry, not everyone has been able to overcome their situation. And, like, there's some people who literally just kind of, just kind of sat and just stewed in, in the issue. And there's some people obviously who kind of made the best out of the worst situation. So, like for people who, for those who kind of haven't been able to kind of make the best out of the worst situation, you really got to ask yourself, like, are you are you ready for this? And a prime example is like, obviously, man's trying to start. I'm I'm kind of starting something. Up, well, I've started something of my own in it yet. And I said to my brother today, I was like, fancy like, stressing me out. Fam. And he was like, are you ready for it? I was like. What do you mean? I was like, of course I'm ready for this. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I said, it's stressing me, but I'll handle it. Do you know what I'm saying? And some people can't handle it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess it's a lot of yeah, training your mind and really building your, res- your resilience, resilience and your persistence. But also, it's also knowing that times and things always get better. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is kind of my kind of way when things do get difficult. Just really seeing how far I've come. And that's why I'm always kind of preaching about practicing gratitude because mm-hmm. when you're actually reflecting on kind of all the good that's out there you kind of now remember like this is why I'm doing what I'm doing or this mm-hmm. is why I'm currently in this time but things always do get better things are going to get better if you know what I'm saying so yeah. just making sure that like obviously people people deal with things different ways a lot of people take it on and just go with it a lot of people sit with it but it's just kind of knowing that regardless of the position you're, you're, you're in You've been in bad positions before and you got out of it. So you're just kind of holding on to that little bit of hope and faith that things will get better. You just got to keep on going. Do you know what I mean? Can you blame them though? Of course like, not. Of course not. You know, they not. had that security and then a of pandemic. Not. It no is, one it is very challenging anticipates that. Yeah. It is very challenging. And I'm not one to say like, like, oh, like, everything's okay. Like, you should be fine. You should just be grateful. Do you know what I mean? But mm. in, a, in a sense of, like, understanding that doing hard times, like, what does help me is just kind of being grateful and just really, like, reflecting on what the little I have and trying to then see, like, what I could make out of it. And there's yeah. also, like, this is what I've said to a lot of friends who are currently in this situation. It's just really, just work with time. <laughs> do you know what mm. I mean? Like, just let time do its thing. Like, really and truly, right now, a lot of, a lot of jobs are, Actually, laying off staff rather than employing staff, so exactly. it's it's kind of out of your control. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just always making sure you're focusing on what's on your control and you leave time to do the rest. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't really 
Like if a if a place you wanted to work is not employing, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which is very frustrating for those who really want to get into work and I've been trying to exactly. get this opportunity. Do you know what I mean? But it's just knowing that it's out of your control, so you can't really change anything and just focus on what you have yeah. power over, whether that's sharpening your skills or whether that's rewriting your CV or maybe even applying for for something voluntary. If you if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but what I also want to say is. For everyone who's kind of looking for job roles and everything, what really changed things around for me was when I started um, pitching myself as a solution to a problem. So, for example, I do marketing and the the way I kind of apply for jobs now is kind of like, um, I, I, I kind of try and see their pain points, if you know what I mean. Try and see where a company's struggling or, or whatever by just, doing research and just trying to really dig deep. And for example, like if, if you go to a company's page and maybe they don't have the best IG profile, their website's a bit slow mm. and stuff like that, I'm able to see that they don't have a good brand or good audience or, or good engaging posts and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm able to kind of go to them in a sense where like, yes, I'm applying to work for you, mm-hmm. but I'm also applying to show you what I can do for you and how I can bring more revenue. Mm. So when you're able to kind of flip the script, you're able to kind of come on a way where you're now telling them why they need you mm-hmm. rather than why you need them, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So when I say sharpening your skills, is kind of making sure that you have something to offer a company, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And of course, jobs are very different as well, but in kind of the, the field I'm in, the creative field, there's more tools like just showing people like what you can do for them and why. Oh, even like, so with everything going on in the world, so we have the... The, the protest, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything going on. One thing I've noticed that a lot of companies do not have enough black voices, if you know mm. what I mean. And they need companies, uh, they need individuals who are kind of people who are not outspoken, but people who will speak up, people who will share, they need people share their experiences. <laughs> yeah, they need people who, who will rise up to the occasion. Right. And the best thing you can really do is put yourself as someone who is going to be able to kind of bring like for example connect the the company to to more young people and mm-hmm. more black people and stuff like that so so yeah since i started my um since i started working i i came in already pitching for for these things i, mm-hmm. I came in pitching for for them to do their first black history month in the uk mm-hmm. so i've kind of always so like when i came in i already knew like and i and i guess maybe it's more of a passion that i'm able to bring into work because for me, I've always kind of been for the advancement, like the whole reason behind the podcast and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I already came in trying to help the brand get more connected to people like us, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So being able to come in with an idea and then when times like this come, you kind of have to, to rise up for the occasion. Mm-hmm. So just like when you're going into a company, you need to know what you're bringing to the table, whether it's um, your skills, your expertise in, in a certain area, your com- if you have a community, if you have a following, if you have previous experience in doing something that the company may be better at. For example, you maybe in finance as well, being able to say like, I would love to help spearhead a mentorship program where we're mm. helping younger kids get mm. more into these spaces and stuff like that. Like you really do need to have like oomph and something that makes you stand up for the rest. Yeah. And that's why when you say sharpening your skills, this is... Yeah what I mean, like trying to put together your offering whenever you're applying for the and job e- role. Even off the, the back of what you just said, you're like, I think a year after I was working, you had some work experience students in, innit? And I was thinking, I was looking at it, I was just like, 
yeah, these people ain't really hungry, though. Like, they're not really eager for this opportunity. Do you know what I'm saying? They're How just can there. you tell? Fam, you can just tell, man. They're just there playing ping pong. Like, they're not getting active with the networking. They're not getting active with kind of um, asking for addition, an addition, additional work. So, obviously, I went to um, kind of... There was like an unstructured BAME committee in it, yeah? So, I was like, listen, this is what I want to do. And I want to start going into schools, um, going into underprivileged schools specifically, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and basically being a demonstration of... Coming from somewhere and not letting that define you in it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, being the patriotic person that I am, yeah, I went back to my old six one first, and then I went back to one of my, the old my my first six one that I went to that they kicked me out in it. Mm. So I went back there in it, yeah, and like it's it's mad to see like young black individuals, yeah, especially right. Young black individuals who have the potential, but they're just not aware of it. Because you can tell just from like the sort of questions that they're asking, mm. how they're just attentive to what you're saying. And bro, like what I found, yeah, if you flip the script, right? So when I was on when I was on the up, when I was in, in their person as a student, when like these people from these companies used to come and talk to me, I didn't really, I didn't really listen at all. Mm. Because I just saw them as a bunch of squares. I was like, you just you can't relate to me at all. Yeah. But I thought the the key difference is just it's just being relatable. Yeah. Right. Mm. And obviously that's why they were still so receptive to me. And I was just I was just keeping it completely real. But if you then tie it back to the the Black Lives Matter um, movement, right, and kind of what's been happening, there's been so many companies that have been kind of sending out email communications and kind mm. of saying how you know they don't support. Um, kind of racism all that stuff right but then you can still kind of tie in the notion of relatability in it mm. so for example my company right we got I, we got an email company-wide email um and obviously it said something to the words of yeah like we don't we don't condone racism blah 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 we support the movement of black lives matter yeah reading that it did not res nothing that was in that email resonated with me mm. so i was thinking okay what what can i do here so, it's a very PR kind of Yeah, email. yeah, it was just a very standard vanilla email. Mm. So I sent two emails. I sent one to the one to the London CEO and then another one to the CEO of the company, London CEO, and one of my EDs, innit? Yeah. And I basically just said, look, I get it. It's a very vanilla email. It's very safe. I said, however, to me, as a black person reading that, mm-hmm. it doesn't say anything. Yeah. So I said, what are you guys actually doing mm-hmm. to support the Black Lives Matter movement as well as um, eradicate written, not just racism as a whole, but institutional racism? And I think the challenge that these large companies are having of eradicating institutional racism is, one, because there's, there's no one relatable in like in the, in the in your in the senior leadership team, yeah. And two, bro, they don't have a Scooby. What's going on? Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying. So, okay. I remember right. So my client, my the my so my client, yeah, the head of the department, head of the division. Sorry, asked me to kind of talk about the the notion of of black life, black lives matter. Yeah, kind of what what it aims to do and kind of my own experience. And it was a vet like 
to me, I thought, yeah, calm. I felt very privileged to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think it was on a it was on like a program ride call, so there's like 20, 50, 20, 30 plus people. And kind of when I was some I was saying some of the things, saying some of the things that I was saying, I could tell like some of these people who or some of these white people, they were felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's completely understandable because obviously for them it's like raw, like this is actually an insight into kind of how black people live. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But I think I'm kind of going off <laughs> it, but let me go back on it. I'm just going off a tangent. But long story short, yeah, like I think like for us to really kind of make change, yeah, we need to start being relatable. So being in those positions where we can actually influence, but then also um, educate kind of our counterparts who, who do not necessarily look like us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's quite difficult. Like, imagine being like one of the few black people in your company. Confidence. And you have to, yeah, but. Confidence. Yeah, but like, okay, so it's difficult. Like, like the same way, the same way people believe in their drip, believe in your confidence. Oh, that's, that's different, man. Well, that's all right. Different. So, for, okay, so that's, that's interesting to hear. So, I'm going to say, kind of from my perspective. So, I had to sit on a diversity and inclusion panel. And um, I sit on a diversity and inclusion panel on Thursday and they asked me to share my experience of prejudice and racism in the UK. Mm. Or not, not even just in the UK, just in my life and in my family's life in general. Mm. Which was the, the company trying to educate the staff. But I also done it with like um, a Korean guy and an Indian lady. They were also sharing their own experience as well because obviously racism is not just faced by black people, understandably. But if you are having a conversation about Black Lives Matter, already having that panel wasn't already the, the best decision. So anyways, I'm now, I'm now speaking in front of 300 people mm-hmm. and I'm having to, to open up and share my experience and a lot of things that, not I won't say traumatic and exaggerated, not even... All, but they're quite... To, to some people, it might be traumatic, but yeah. obviously a lot of things are normalized. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying it, but to me, it's also kind of taxing and also a, a huge use of my energy because I'm actually reliving a lot of things. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm reliving a lot of crazy things that I've experienced, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, I understand with you saying confidence and believing in yourself, but also, I feel like it's super important for people to really put up barriers to understand, like, to, to even to just to protect yourself because at the end of the day, like, even when we're talking about racism or talking about all this kind of prejudice and what people don't understand and like for example I spoke about the imposter syndrome as being like young and black in a huge company and feeling as if like what am I doing here and all these things like it's easy for them to like unintentionally take advantage of you being black again which is something we're used to by them asking you to keep on speaking and speaking and speaking and open up and sharing so what I had to actually say to my manager is like listen like I could not make this one of my priorities. I'm happy to speak like when I feel comfortable to you naturally mm-hmm. and I'm happy to share things, mm-hmm. but I cannot make it one of my priorities because I'm going to drain myself of my energy and it's very taxing on me like having to, to speak to things. And also sometimes when you're speaking and I, I didn't feel as if, to some people, I got a lot of good feedback from that panel, but I didn't exactly feel as if that was the best panel ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt leaving kind of worse off, if you know what I mean. I didn't feel happier. Do you know what I'm saying? Did you think and it made an impact though? 
to a lot of people, they they came back with me with a lot of with a lot of good positive feedback and stuff. So clearly it did. And also we have to remember like people hearing my story might actually open their eyes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's kind of like I I didn't. It was very short lived. It wasn't really like I managed to say everything I had on my chest or really go mm-hmm. to a place where I felt was productive enough. But to some people, maybe you just need to hear it to feel mm-hmm. kind of educated a bit more to now really do further research and stuff like that. So maybe it is a process it is a process of kind of mm-hmm. taking it in steps. And the first thing is sharing my experience, then sharing how they can mm-hmm. be allies and stuff. But my my own advice is to, to those people who are the only black people in those companies like me, you have to be kind of able to set up boundaries that you're not just being asked to, to talk and talk and talk so you can educate people like there's Google like go do your own research <laughs> if you want to be educated there's blog posts there's podcasts out here of people talking about the black experience as well so also you have to be mindful that you're not once again being used exactly to, to that's just, what I was going to say just like do you know Being what I mean because you're, you're not getting paid extra for it exactly mm. you're not getting paid extra for it like yeah <laughs> what'd you do if you got paid extra though um to be fair like this is something that I want to do really and truly I want to be able to help brands mm. be more connected with black people so yeah. I'm more than happy to show people mm. their, un- their unconscious bias and forms of prejudice and how the system isn't really built for us mm. but really and truly like when I say I'm not being paid for it, I mean like it is extra work. So yeah. you also have to be very mindful, very respectful of your own time and your yeah. own like personal space. You can't really just attach because being black as well is something personal to you. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has their own kind of different experiences. Mm-hmm. So for you to, you're now kind of attaching that to work as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck, like you have it outside work and I'm bringing it into work. So yeah. sometimes you mm-hmm. also got to make sure that you are putting things in place or else you just really... To kind of protect yourself. Exactly. You yeah. have to, you do really have to protect. Mm-hmm. You know, I say all the time, like guard your, yeah, guard yeah. your mind. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you can really get kind of drained by just having these conversations over and over again and people saying we need you to educate us no they don't need you to edu- they're grown people they educate themselves to get to the fucking job so you don't need to be there to <laughs> yeah. they can even see you on social media exactly. like it's all so, it's everywhere exactly so to be fair like that's just my advice anyways from yeah. my own experience yeah. so then that leads me on to my next question right what has kind of this period of lockdown taught you because there's there was so many things, bro. So many things. Sprinkle so, cake. Sprinkle cake. <laughs> we had toilet roll. Toilet roll. Toilet BLM. roll. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's been crazy. It's been very crazy. It's been a crazy four months. A very mm. crazy 2020. But I feel like this is the year of, of real change, to be fair. So, mm. like, change is always uncomfortable, like we always say. Mm-hmm. But my biggest learning is, um, firstly, it's super important to be an emotional leader. Actually, no. My biggest learning is, it's, important to be empathetic and have a level of emotional intelligence like I'm not saying have the best emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. but I mean being able to relate to people being able to show people you understand their pain or being able to sympathize with people I feel like so much has happened in this lockdown that a lot of people it's just showing me a lot of people lack a lot of people are not nice people. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'll be so real. So a lot of people don't know how to empathize with one another. A lot of people don't know how to be nice. So you need to bloody learn. <laughs> a lot of people don't know how to be nice to each other. A lot of people don't know how to... Like if someone is able is going through something, a lot of people don't know how to really be... Not even just be there for that. They don't know how to show sympathy, show empathy, show that... Is that for people outside or for people that, you know? So even, even, even people I know, people outside... 
I see all the time a lot of crazy shit is going on in the world and a lot yeah. of people don't I like they don't care or act because it doesn't affect them directly or maybe people just don't know how to respond to things yeah. so that's why I mean like people need to learn how to be empathetic and first thing is if you don't know what the word empathetic means Google it it means like being able to relate to one another and show care do you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. like sorry to cut you no I think problem. I can definitely relate to someone's pain but empathy is something that I've always struggled with um, and that's because of the environment we all come from. Yeah. But we're not made to be soft or anything yeah. like that. But being empathetic doesn't make you it's, soft. It's important. It's yeah, definitely important. it is. And that's it's the best really way you important. can really relate to people and really have good friendships, good relationships right. with people, whether it's in work or whether it's outside work, whether it's personal relationships and whatnot. Because it's so it's such an important trait. And that's what everything has been going on, like from the whole um lockdown from the whole pandemic people dying in the whole pandemic and then also having the Black Lives Matter the protests mm -hmm. seeing that video of George Floyd and seeing many more other crazy things going on to people that look like you it has a huge burden so mm -hmm. I feel like this time has been so taxing on everyone's mental health do you know what yeah, I mean like, as soon as me and Brent saw each other the first question is like how's your physical and mental health do you mm. know what I mean because we've all been through it mm. we've yeah. all had tough times so like when it's time to be when I say the most important thing I've learned is it's important to be empathetic mm. it's important for people to know they have people there do you know what I'm saying mm. and then in the workplace as well it's important to be an emotional leader as well so when I say being emotional leaders I'm not talking about being overly emotional or lovey-dovey and stuff like mm. that but I say come being able to come down to a human level and really be able to kind of lead with emotion as well and understand that you have actual people as employees mm. you don't have numbers you don't have char char mm -hmm. characters or whatever you have actual people you don't have um, screens or, or machines you know what mm. I mean mm -hmm. so when it's time to be an emotional leader I mean like I saw some people like for example the furlough was good people still keeping on staff people we saw people extending things, being able to provide for the staff. Yeah. We saw companies selling laptops, work decks and stuff like that, mm -hmm. which is what I mean by being able to accommodate for your staff, mm -hmm. showing them you care, showing them they're there, mm -hmm. being able to check in with them frequently. Mm -hmm. So my my organizational structure is kind of broken out into the UK. Then we have the wider Western Europe team. Mm -hmm. So I have my marketing director. Mm -hmm. Then I have like the vice president of marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's really showing me what, a good leader is, do you know what I mean? I'm being able to relate to my marketing director through him just checking in on me unfiltered saying, how are you? Mm. Or like, what do you think of everything that's going on? Mm. And just having normal human conversations. Mm -hmm. And even when we're having team meetings, team meetings as well, it's superhuman level. It's mm. not, there's no really real barriers there. But when you're speaking to the, the VP... He comes with his decks, he comes with his slideshows, he comes with saying, okay, in order to our response to, to Black Lives Matter, this is what we're doing, this, 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 this and that. Before really having conversations to hear how people feel, mm -hmm. to really create a safe environment for people yeah. to talk. Yeah. And that's what I mean by being an emotional leader, being able to understand that people have emotions, being able to cater for it as well and really um, help them as well, whether they're feeling low, whether they're feeling confused, mm -hmm. being able to create a safe space where people can come and feel that way and leave feeling different. Mm -hmm. So one thing I definitely want to do or do more of is, is try my hardest to be an emotional leader mm -hmm. in any capacity I'm in because I never want people to feel as if they're just a statistic mm -hmm. or, or a number or whatever, if you, if you know what I'm saying. I think that's something that I consciously do. So at work, right, obviously I'm leading my team and like we have we have a morning call, we have a midday like checkpoint call, but that's just more just bantering it. Everyone just has a moan. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just just say what's in your mind, you know what I mean? And it's all unstructured. But the first thing I ask is like, okay, like, how's everyone feeling today? Everyone mm -hmm. can just 
get it out there, have a quick moan, and then you kind of just re-collaborate your mind. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think I'll just do that just unconsciously. But I've definitely learned, like, kind of working from home, working from home in this period has definitely taught me kind of what a good leader actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And I've just been trying to just embody that as, as, as much as possible. Um, another thing that I've learned is that, like, bro, you got so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we got so much time. Like, ah, oh, it's mad. And it's, it's shocking, but people actually waste so much time. <laughs> so, like, we have 24 hours in a day, fam. It's true. Like, like, fam. Fam, it's mad. I wake up at seven, bro. Mm. Seven. I don't log on till about 9.30. So between the hours of seven and nine, you can actually do a lot. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's mad. You're kind of, all that travel time, Mm. all that nonsense of that, Mm -hmm. of kind of waiting in queues to get a coffee and get a breakfast. It's crazy. Mm. You're logging off at like five, five thirty-six. From six to like 10, what's that, four hours? Or even six to twelve. That's six hours. So much time. Like it's true. I've and been we get using so it distra- all. Distracted, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. I've been using it all, and this has taught me that you need to just be, as you say, like be precious with where you allocate your time and energy to, fam, because it will just, it will just drain you, and yeah. you won't make any progress. I agree. And also, one thing as well is finding balance. So, Hundred. So. In the whole in the whole lockdown, I've been searching for balance. At one point, I started. I became a gamer. Like mm. I said, at one point, I'm now going on drugs. So it's just finding it's finding the balance. So like yeah. you said, with, with the whole time, like we have we have so much time, and it's being able to find the balance of just living your life yeah. as well as just really being able to make sure you're spending your time yeah. the the right way as well. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So 100%. it's just yeah, that's one thing I definitely definitely learned as well. Mm. If you know what I mean. What about personally, like? Obviously, in terms of working, careers and stuff like that, you've learned, you know, to be more compassionate, to be more emotional leader mm. or to manage your time better so you can kind of utilize all the hours in the day. But what about personally, like Shubs, Lex, what have you learned? Me personally, I'm, I'm going to just say what's on my heart. Like, I've on. learned that life is too short. Yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, sadly, I lost my friend yeah. uh, a month ago. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Chris. Rest in peace. Chris. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, so I just learned that life is short. He was 23 as well, if you mm. know what I mean. Yeah. And not to down anyone's mood, but it just shows that life is too short, but he mm. lived a life that was that was definitely worth living. He lived a life as well. He, he, and he enjoyed every moment of chasing his dream. Because that guy always yeah. had a smile on his face. Showed Man. everyone love. Yeah, ex- exactly. Showed everyone Showed love. Everyone was was love. a nice guy. Went out of his way for people. And he left a great legacy. 100%. So yeah. for me personally, what I've learned, and I've, and I've had this belief because I also, I lost a friend like two years ago as well. Mm. Yeah. And that showed me the meaning of legacy. So I just kind of, just once again, it just came to me why I do what I do, why I kind of just go hard for what I want and why I just try and be nice to, to everyone I meet as well. Cause yeah. really and truly what people remember is what you can't how you left them to feel rather than what you gave them or anything like that. People mm-hmm. remember you for who you are and the type of person you are and how you treat them. So mm-hmm. for me, it's just yeah, understanding that life is too short, so have fun while you can. Obviously, find balance, like I said, is 
And it's also just being nice to people, man. I feel like it's so key for, for people to be nice to be. And that's what I want to teach the young. That's what I want to teach everyone. I just feel like it's so important to be a decent human being and so many people aren't. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's so difficult. It's but true. once you take yourself out of just being for yourself and really thinking, how can I make the world a better place like mm-hmm. Chris tried to do and really did as well, in my opinion. So it's just, yeah, just that's, that's kind of what I've learned, man. Just... Life is too short. Live it while you can. Chase your dreams while you're young and try and go out with a bang for real. No, mm. word, word. Um, one thing, like, just basically pretty much an echo of what um, Shub said, so I'm not even going to repeat that. But um, something else that I've learned is just, like, I guess become more resilient is just kind of, like, just mental strength, in it? So, like, usually, if I'm having a bad day, like, I'll just go to the gym. Gym's my therapy, like... As soon as I'm pushing the iron, I'm calm, like nothing can bother me. But obviously throughout this lockdown period, it's just like, it's just been frustrating because because obviously gym has been taken out of the equation. It's like, cool, like, what can I do? I can only play so much games. I can only mash so much work. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just, kind of just, yeah, man, just kind of just stewed in my own thoughts and just addressed okay. it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've become a self-care activist like my whole <laughs> life right now is taking care of my physical and mental health like That's really right. and truly yeah. like like you said doing a whole lockdown has been mentally taxing mm. do you know what I mean like so much has gone on as well doing the whole lockdown so for me like bro I, I even started therapy so mm. one one day we'll talk about the importance of that but that's been very helpful for me as mm. well and it's just like I took the step to make sure that I'm actually taking care of myself do you know what I mean because really and truly like yeah there's so much going on in the mm. world that if you're not able to handle it or deal with it like the best way you can, you can kind of just get, it can just get super overwhelming. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And like the reason why I started therapy was because like you want, you need kind of someone to talk to and kind mm. of just lay it all down and being able to kind of maybe reflect to that person. And a the therapy is the person who's actually certified for that. Like mm. it's great speaking to family and friends as well, but mm. sometimes you kind of need that person who doesn't really know you that much, but yeah. you're just kind of letting things in and they're just inquisitive asking yeah. why you do what you do and why how this affected you and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, man, me too, I've become a self-care activist. Yeah, um, it's important. The, the therapies, therapy um, is, is free as well. So there's there's so much online that you yeah. can just kind of check. All I had to do was just Google it. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah, man, I definitely, definitely would subscribe it to anyone who's kind of feeling overwhelmed. Actually, it's called The Mix. So if you Google them, it's called The Mix. And there's also Black Minds Matter as well for, for um if you want a black therapist as well. They're doing wow. free sessions right now. So I'll definitely, definitely um, implore everyone to kind of check out as well because mm-hmm. like we said, your, your mental health is super important. And 100%. with everything going out in the world, even though we're kind of coming back into the normal life, there's so much that's gone on that yeah. we might have not unpacked and that's yeah. kind of still affecting us to, to mm. today, so. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, um, like, sorry, fam. No, no, okay, go cool, on, go cool. On. I've, I was going to say, it's off the back of what you said as well, about like living every day like it's your last. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually... No, like no one predicted a pandemic was going to happen. Like there was no way you were going to prepare for a pandemic. And it's almost like just reiterating the fact that literally one day you're here, next day something can happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, um, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Like how things can just change in a second. And it's just 
a reminder that you just need to live every day yeah, like it's your last. You give yeah. it your all yeah. in anything you do. So yeah, that's yeah, also so what I've learned. Exactly. Like, that's good. With my business and stuff like that and like with uni and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just giving it all. Giving it all my my all, basically. No, that's yeah. exactly it. No, that's Definitely. good, man. That's good. Yeah, we're all living on borrowed time, so let's just yeah. make make the most of it while we can. Yeah. Hundred. Quickly, Alex, um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your advice for all the new graduates? And congratulations to everyone who just graduated. Congrats, Remy. Yay! Congrats, I'm Remy. Finished. Um, <laughs> for all the new grads, as you said, didn't it? Like. Think of being a solution provider as opposed mm. to being a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. Don't think of how you can um, help continue the process. Like, try and be disruptive. You can break yeah. the process and recreate it to make it much more efficient, mm-hmm. much more streamlined and do that. Um, develop your confidence in speaking up. Because very for those who are kind of starting a grad scheme, right, going into these organizations, it can be very, very scary. Fam, they're no bigger than you, man. Mm-hmm. They're really not. Mm-hmm. I, and this is one thing I said. Everyone's winging it. Everyone's bro. winging it. 100. Even your ma- managers, your marketing directors, everyone's winging it. Because when the pandemic came, they were winging it because they didn't know what the fuck to do. 100. When Black Lives Matter came, they, they still don't have a Scooby. 100%. So they're all winging it. Do you know what I mean? So never be too hard on yourself. Like, no one's perfect. Yeah. 100%. And, like, metal sharpens metal. Like, always try and maintain that steep learning curve for yourself. Whether it's reading a small piece of information, whether it's um, increasing your emotional intelligence, whether it's increasing your leadership skills or team building skills, do you know what I'm saying? You have a part to play, do you know what I'm saying? And, and just do that to the best of your ability, to the best best of your ability. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's dope. Um, I'll say mine is just be patient, man. Just work with time. Like, no one's got it all figured out. You're not going to get everything straight away. Some people get quicker than you. Some people, might it might take some time. But just don't put too much of a mental strain in yourself. Don't be too difficult. Don't be don't be too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. just take it as a come. Try to have fun with it. Try to try to try new things as well mm-hmm. to see what you enjoy. Because like I said, I wanted to be in finance. I wanted to be in suits like Alex, and now I'm in marketing, and I'm loving it. So mm-hmm. just keep on trying trying different things. Yeah, as a graduate, that's really nice to hear. I can't lie because right, <laughs> because buddy. honestly, like it's a struggle for me to find like. Because I'm in the legal field. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for TCs. I'm looking for like like entry-level law jobs so that I can go to law school at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's difficult, especially it with this this climate. Like, it's it just... Is. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, it's it's going gonna, gonna to take time. It's not just going to come like no. that. So just keep on doing what you're doing. And like we all say, consistency compounds. So yeah. just keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you, guys. But... Thanks again for watching, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for tuning in. Make Extremely sure. happy to, to be back in the studio. Yeah, man. With these new settings. New seats, fam. Upgrade. Cause, <laughs> yeah, but make sure you like, subscribe, um, follow on Insta and all that good stuff. Twitter, Facebook. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We've got... Fogies. Um, was that too mad to say? What would you say? Oh, so for all you old folks that use Facebook, basically. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no. But yeah, man, like, if you want to reach out to us, then just drop yeah. us a DM. And we've got a lot of exciting guests lined up for you guys as well. Oh, so we can't, yeah, yeah, we can't yeah, wait yeah, for you yeah, to see. Yeah, we've been putting yeah, in work, yeah. so we've got a lot of exciting episodes <laughs> yeah, coming. Definitely. Thank you guys for still listening to us and hearing us speak and just, yeah, just say things that 
you think might help people. Yeah. But yeah, um, like, share, subscribe, like Alex said. Mm-hmm. And remember, we was focused on things that move the needle. Move the needle. Actually, what's Word the, of the week? Word of the week. Yeah. I was just about to say. <laughs> oh, resilience. Okay. Okay. Word of the week is resilience because this has been a very turbulent period. Um, a lot of people have experienced various different issues. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and obviously lockdown has affected us in many different ways. Um, but obviously, like, you know, you always kind of come out better. Oh, um, come on the other end better. So resilience is is the word of the week. What? You just but, ended it. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening once again. You heard the word of the week is resilient. So wishing you all a great productive week and make sure you stay resilient and you stay strong. Bow. <laughs> Thank you.